May we affirm our faith with joy and a willing spirit as we hear today's scripture. Our reading is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, think about these things. If there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. This is God's word to God's people.
So we've entered our season of stewardship, and we are uh, looking at stewardship as a way by which we give expression to our discipleship. And I am uh, thinking out loud with you about how we have these five words in our membership vow, which strike me as being um, awfully good markers for trying to understand how to give expression to our faith. We do it with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, our witness. Good markers for how we give expression, good ways by which we might look at ourselves and ask ourselves, am I living up, am I giving expression to my faith as fully as I should? Maybe one or two or three of these areas um, catch your interest and you find yourself active and in a couple of the other areas you're not. Our, our hope is that we would, we would give expression to our faith through all of these areas. That, that would give us a, a rounded expression of our uh, personal faith. We may also be hearing, I hope, a nudging from God that in... Uh, this consideration, you may actually sense God uh, encouraging you to go a little bit deeper in a few of these areas. So we open our minds and our hearts and our spirits this day to, to think about our faith and how it is that we feel led to give it expression. Today we're focusing on what I'm calling the stewardship of presence. And I hope that we will hear the call from God that beckons us as disciples and as church members to be where we are. Because you are where you are, right? I had a psych professor who liked to say that people revealed what they liked by looking at what they did. So, for example, Saturday, were you at the NASCAR event or were you at the Museum of Modern Art? And what does that say about your tastes, your interests? Perhaps on Sundays, some are at the flea market, some are at the soccer field, and others are here at worship. We put ourselves where we are, and that shows what we value. Our attendance not only reveals who we are and what we value, it also puts us into a sphere of influence that will shape who we become. Now, if you want to get in better shape, you probably ought to head to the gym and not to the ice cream parlor. Going to the gym will help you succeed a little bit better on your goals of healthiness than going to the ice cream parlor. And if you want to develop your musical side, well, attending concerts might be a better thing to do than to go to a wrestling match. Being present at musical things helps to develop, broaden you, that aesthetic side of yourself. Now, if you want to stimulate your spiritual growth, well, go to church. 
Concerning discipleship, it's a matter of putting your body where your mouth is. People say they're Christian. They say they're people of faith. They reveal themselves as such. They grow themselves as such by where they put themselves, where they are present. Present to worship, present to study, present to fellowship gatherings, present to service projects, special religious events. A disciple is present and accounted for to God. His or her presence in God's house. Woody Allen used to quip that 80% of success is just showing up. Tom Peters, the great guru of, of business management, that kind of stuff, uh, he took that seriously and he, and he looked into it and he has a, a great blog in which he, he explores that. And he says that so much of success is being present to the moment and making the best of what is offered by the circumstances. Today's scripture encourages us to, to marinate ourselves in the spirit in the faith. We will find the holy and the noble. We will find the true and the just. We will find what's merciful and what is graceful through the church. And all the things that raise consciousness and all the things that enlighten our lives is available here through the church for us to take in, for us to uh, consider and meditate upon, for us to let shape or reshape us, to be present to it so that it can be present in us. The early church was characterized by a communal life. We read this in Acts, how they, how they kept getting together to study, to fellowship, for Eucharist, for prayer. They gathered their possessions together and shared with one another to support one another. They spent much time together, Scripture says, at the temple. Their life was a collective. They gathered with one another. And they did this for mutual support. They did this for strengthening what they could do for others. They saw their, their personal faith as a group effort. 
not something that they did alone or were into by themselves privately. Faith was discovered, nurtured, and expressed in the community with one another. They were present to each other as they were present to God. And more than communal, the early church saw itself distinctively as the body of Christ, that that was, that was the us of the getting together. Their gathering had a deeper meaning. It had a, a higher calling than just hanging out with one another. Now, you are the body of Christ, Paul writes, individual members of it. A variety of people, look around, a variety of people with diverse gifts, yet all one body through the power of the Spirit. What I like to call the collective incarnation of Christ to our time and to our place. Gifts are to be used for Building up the body, Paul writes. Gifts are not for individual advancement or for personal glory. These gifts and graces we get from God are for the good of the whole, are for each other's benefits. As the body, they saw themselves as the representation of Christ to their day. As they gathered, they were, they were knitted together by the Spirit into one. They saw their differences as complementary, rounding out the whole, rounding out the body. Different roles to play by different people. All valuable to the success of the body, to the success of the whole, of the church, working together. Their goal was to grow into Christ, to grow into the mind, the fullness of God in Christ, and to share Christ with others. Same goal that we share. You know, last week I, I, I preached on witness. Do you remember that? It was a week ago. <laughs> I preached on witness, and, and during, that, during the sermon, I, I, uh, I said, you know, we moderate and liberal Methodists are not very good at sharing the gospel. And I think that's right. We moderate and liberal Methodists are really not very good at sharing the gospel. I think that's a true statement. Well, after worship, a gentleman came up to me um, with his bulletin. He had written down um, moderate to liberal Methodist to, to prove to me that I actually did say that, that he wasn't making it up. And, and he said to me, uh, you know, you said that. And I said, yeah, yeah, I said that. And he said, you know, there's... There's conservative Methodists here, too. 
And I said, yeah, yeah, I know that, but you guys are usually pretty good at sharing the gospel. You do a good job of evangelism, typically, you conservatives. It's we moderate to liberals that don't do very good. I thought I recovered very well. <laughs> but the point was a beautiful point, and it fits into exactly what I'm saying here today, is that there is a variety of us. We are diverse, and we need one another. We complement one another. We round out the picture for one another. Evangelism by itself isn't enough. Social justice by itself isn't enough. Just worshiping and praying by itself isn't enough. To live into the body of Christ, we need to be the fullness of what that body is, of what Christ's ministries were and are. And we do that by being with one another, as Paul said, making the body of Christ through the individual members of it. <coughs> Strengthening one another for ministry as we strengthen each other for ministry as we ourselves are strengthened for ministry. Those early disciples were present to the body so the body could be present to the world. We modern Christians and our contemporary church would be wise to have this understanding. Your presence here is important for yourself. That is true. It definitely is. Your faith, your personal faith is strengthened by being present. Present in worship, present in concerts, present in classes. You individually benefit from that. Your discipleship is stimulated by your participation in the work of the group of us doing things. Your sense of what the body of Christ really means is broadened by your being included in the larger group. You have a sense of a more that you can be, that you are a part of. Being present to the Spirit in church is important for us as individuals. Yet your presence is important to the larger congregation and to the larger church. Your presence and who you are is valued and needed in and of itself. We need each one of, we need each one of you. Others count on your presence to round out their contributions to the whole. They realize they are inadequate by themselves to be Christ. And they need to join hands with you and your spirit and your talents to create the bigger body, the more effective body. And how well we do this will make us either very lame representatives of Christ Jesus or pretty effective representatives of Christ Jesus. Those of us who care about these kind of things and, and do this kind of research or reading, we realize that 
plateauing and dying churches make really very poor representations of Christ, of the resurrection spirit of Christ. Christ's representation, Christ's incarnation into our time and our place needs our presence through which that spirit is channeled, multiplied and channeled out into our neighborhoods, into our community, into our world. And think about it. If we don't care enough to show up, why should we expect the Spirit to care enough to do so also? We are entering an exciting time. I am, I am so glad to be uh, one of your pastors during this time as we move towards our 50th anniversary. I get the, the joy of being around for this big party and, and celebrating all that you have done and those who are not with us today but are here in spirit did as they created this great place of mission and ministry. And we get to do that and we get to also then look forward and say, who are we becoming? What are we going to be like? What can we do to make sure that this goes on and continues to touch people's lives to transform lives, to heal lives. It's an exciting time. I hope you feel the excitement. 2019 is when we're going to do this, so it's coming up. We're getting ready. We're refurbishing things around. We thought that maybe as a consequence of the 50th, maybe we'd refurbish stuff. But a number of you said to me, well, no, no, we need to dress the place up before the party so that when we invite people in to be a part of this celebration, we're looking good. And so we're after it. We've gotten some very generous gifts from a couple folk, and, and if you spend some time, go out and look at the youth building, it's transformed. Look at what's happening in Alton Hall. It's being transformed and renewed. We're refurbishing the physical plant, and that's pretty cool. But I'll let you know, what I think is going to be cooler is that we're opening ourselves up to refurbish our souls as well. And I think that's why the, the leadership team was talking about, let's dig into discipleship and stewardship this year. And let's just look at these things and talk about these things and see if there's some new insights or discernments or things that God can do to us that polish us up that get us a little bit more solid in our faith and in how we express that in our lives of discipleship, in our stewardship. So we're focusing on giving ourselves over to God anew and blossoming. And that's what we intend to be about. And I'm suggesting to you this morning that our stewardship of presence 
Just like last week, we talked about our stewardship of witness. Our stewardship of presence is key to our growth. We need to be a full church and an attentive people with people who say, I am needed here. It is important for me to show up. With people who say, though others are not like me, it is helpful that they are here too. We need all of us. It is our privilege. It is our privilege and, well, also our responsibility to represent Christ to our time, to our place. Christ is counting on that. Christ is counting on us. And we're counting on each other to help pull this off. So I invite you to be present to God, be present to each other so that we as a church can be present to the world. Be where you are. Amen.